Thank you for tuning in to Valley Rise Church. We're so glad you decided to join us today. For more information on sermon series and service times, you can visit us online at valleyrisechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, I'm excited to be back with you guys in person. Um, We had Valley Reels, which was awesome. We had a great time. Joe, enjoy that. Did you guys have a good time? Popcorn and Cokes. I I could use a Coke this morning. I don't know about you guys. Um, Or if you're an LSU fan, maybe you could use a little something stronger than a Coke. Um, And I feel your pain. How many LSU fans in here we have? I just need to know that I'm mourning with a group of people. Okay, good, good. Just making sure we're all mourning together. Um, But the great thing about being from Louisiana is we got the Saints on Sunday. So, hey, who dat? Let's go Saints. A Saints win can balance out an LSU loss. For my Alabama friends, hey, there's always next year. You know, you guys got us this year. Um, We are really excited to be going into this new series, Less Than Full. It's going to be an awesome series. I love this. This period, October, November, right before Christmas, I love. How many of you are Christmas people? How many of you are like, Christmas is my thing? How many of you started playing Christmas music already? I went in, let me tell you the true story, I went into Walmart yesterday, and I'm walking through like the toy aisle to get to the baby food aisle, and um, there's Santa's there, like in full, he was just like, kids were sitting on his lap, he's like canning out stuff, I'm like, it is November 3rd, like what are you, you're not even supposed to be out yet, you're supposed to be in the North Pole, and you're <clears throat> here with little kids, and it was weird, I don't know if he was supposed to be there, I don't know if he was just hiding in the toy aisle dressed like Santa, but um, I've realized some people get too into Christmas too early. So if you're a Christmas person, we're getting close, but we're not there yet. How many Thanksgiving people? You like to celebrate Thanksgiving before Christmas? That's me. I like to do Thanksgiving, do a big family hunt, and then we go get the Christmas tree. The day, Thanksgiving afternoon, we start with Christmas. So that's kind of my flow. But um, I love this whole thing because I get to eat a lot. How many of you like to eat a lot? And I love this holiday season. I'm training for a marathon right now, not because I want to run a marathon, but because I know I need to counterbalance what I'm going to eat during Thanksgiving and Christmas, and so just trying to offset it a little. And, but we are talking about being less than full is the title of this series. How many of you know Jesus came to give you a full life? And I think oftentimes, especially when I was young, I would see people who were Christians, and it seemed like they lived life just not full. Like it was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to be a Christian because then you like, can't do this or you can't do that or I don't get this or I don't get that. And, and really, it was, I was, it was a false image of what true Christianity was because true Christianity is life to the full. Our theme verse for this series is John 10.10. John 10.10. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. How many of you know that's the life that Jesus came to give you and me? A life that is overflowing. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, most of us could survey some area of our life and say, my life is not overflowing. There is not an abundance. I don't have this extra that Jesus talks about. Which means one of two things. Either Jesus is a liar or we're doing it wrong. And I believe probably the most logical answer is that we're doing it wrong. And so we're going to talk this series about how to live a full life. If you'll bow your heads with me, we'll jump into it. Dear God, thank you so much for this series. I pray that through this you show us how to live a full life. That you show us what your idea was of of fullness. That we wouldn't just be full for us or we wouldn't just be getting by, but that we would be abundantly full, overflowing Life like we could have never imagined. Bless our time together. Speak to us, Jesus, like only you can. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. So before we came down here to start a church, um, I was at a church in Birmingham, Alabama. Some of you heard me say this. Second largest church in America. 
great church, like 70, 80,000 people. And one of the pastors there who was my pastor, we would go travel around. He would speak. And I was like the bag carrier. So like, what does that mean? That means like I just carried his bag and like I would travel with him and like just make sure like he had his Bible and like if he needed somebody to run errands while he was preaching, like I'd go run errands and just, so we would always go and travel around. And one, one weekend he goes, Hey, we're going to Minneapolis. If you've never been to Minneapolis, by the way, it is one of the greatest cities in America. My, one of my favorite places to go to. So I'm like, yes, we're going to Minneapolis. This is awesome. I'm excited. I love this place. Now, <clears throat> I like the North. People from the North are nice. They're just, they're nice. You know what I mean? They're just not, it's, it's different than it is in the South. It's, we, just, we just do things a little differently. And so we go up to a church up there. Great church, nice people. You know, they're, they're just Northern. They're nice people. And they put us up in a great hotel, awesome, right in the heart of downtown. I'm like, this is, I'm sending Alex pictures. I'm like, look how cool this hotel is. Me, we're right. I can see one of my favorite restaurants in the world. It's right down the road from where we're staying. And I'm excited. There's a lot of great food places. You got the Mall of America. You got just a lot of cool stuff to knock out. So first, first night, we go to meetings, and then he goes to dinner. He goes, hey, I'm going to dinner with the pastor. You can go hang out at the house, whatever. So I go back to the apartment and get me a little snack on the way home. And he comes back from eating and and calls me goes you're not gonna believe what I just ate I'm like well tell me I just ate the biggest double cut pork chop you've ever seen in your entire life I'm like well where did you did you bring me one back like well no I didn't I didn't bring you one back and I'm like okay well hey tomorrow he goes but tomorrow night we're eating at a place better I'm like oh god thank you Jesus for eating I know it doesn't look like it but I am like like there's like my like God my wife LSU football and food are like all in those like it's a it's a it's a real tight race after after my wife there's a separation okay but if she cooks food you can combine those and then it gets real close I love food like I used to do a food blog I know you're like no how serious is he I like legitimately I love food so he we're going to a place better I'm like oh my god this is awesome I'm texting we're going to a place better he said the biggest double cup pork chop you've ever seen I can eat a lot of food. A lot of food fits in here. I know I look skinny, okay, but I'm burning diesel. Like, there's a lot that happens in here. And so we go all throughout the day. I'm skipping meals, lunch. They, they You want lunch? Nope, waiting for tonight. Okay, I'm just I'm a big pork chop, just big meal. I'm, I'm so ready. We get done with our last meeting of the day. We're driving back to the hotel, and he, I go, okay, where, where are we going? Where's this meal? Where are we eating tonight? Yeah, we're eating at the hotel. I'm like, we're eating, we're eating at the hotel. Like, what? He goes, yeah, the restaurant's at the hotel. I'm like, okay, it's a nice hotel. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like maybe it's a, this is, all right, I can see this. It's a great hotel right in the middle. I can see them having, so we go, and it's got some French name that I can't pronounce really, and I don't, it, we go in there, and I'm looking around like, this, this, is, this place is nice. It looks very nice. Um, it's, it, was, it was a little northern, but it was nice, you know, and so, we sit down and the guy goes, he comes out and he's got like a French accent and like he's like from real France. Like he's like, he's not Cajun, he's like from real France. And he's like, we've got a wonderful menu tonight, Monsieur. So I'm like, I don't listen, I speak like Cajun French. So if you know any of that, we could talk. But, and um, he goes, tonight we've got a wonderful meal plan for you. I'm like, I'm so, I'm just, I'm, I'm salivated, wonderful meal plan for me. Thank you, Jesus. I've been waiting all day, hungry, real hungry, skip meals hungry, okay? He goes, today, the chef wants to bring out, I don't know what they call before appetizers, okay? Um, hors d'oeuvres. We're gonna, chef wants to bring you out some hors d'oeuvres. Now, let me tell you what hors d'oeuvres means if you're unfamiliar with hors d'oeuvres. It means it's going to be small, okay? That's what that means. It's, and they bring out this, the guy walks a high plate, you know, and I'm like, oh, gosh, it looks heavy. His arm's straining. This is good, you know. Comes down, and shoo, 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 puts it down, and um, 
it was like, it was like a stick with a slice of apricot on it, like, or apricot, depending on how fancy you are. And I'm uh, like, okay, so what do we dip this in? And they're like, no, no, that's it. You know, try it. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, you try, you need a fork? Nope, think I got this covered. Um, just like, huh, all right, tastes like a, a stick with some apricot on it. So then he goes, we got the next dish is coming. I hope you're ready. I'm like, oh, God, I am ready. They're start, I'm still talking to myself. They're starting us off slow. They don't want to fill us up too fast, starting us off slow. Okay. They come with this soup, you know, and it's some fancy name. Every time he'd say it, I'm like, listen, my dude, I don't know what you're saying. You can just put it down, I promise. Like, you don't have to go through the trouble of saying it all because we don't understand any of it. And he puts it down. It's a bowl. Like, uh, how many of you have daughters? Any daughters? The bowl is like, like the little fake teacups they use, you know, like the little ones where you're like, you can't really fit your fingers in there. So I'm like, all right. He's like, would you like a spoon? I'm like, what spoon do you have that would fit in this cup? Like, I don't know of any soup spoon that would fit in the cup you just handed me. And so <laughs> you had to take it kind of like a shot, like, you know, just like, huh, all right. Well, that was great. It was great. Great soup. The soup was awesome. Just, just, huh, all right. But I'm still the double cup pork chop, biggest he's ever seen. Maybe they're, you know, they don't want to fill me up. So that's good. Um, he comes, we've got a wonderful meal tonight. Let me give you your options, okay? He gives us like three weird options. He's like, we've got like marmosad or whatever, like llama. I'm like, what? Like, I don't even know what that tastes like. And we got fish. I'm like, okay. And we got lamb. Now I can get down on some lamb, okay? I could eat a whole lamb by myself. And so, yes, give me the lamb. Okay, how, what, how do you like it? I like it barely cooked, okay? Just really raw, just... Okay, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm so excited for this lamb now. I'm ready. I got my phone ready. You know, how many Instagrammers on your food? You like to post the pictures first, you know? As soon as you get it, you got to take a picture. You can't eat it right away. And so I'm ready, and he comes out. I'm so ready, hungry, still starving. Comes out, okay, put high plate, arms straining. I'm like, either this guy's really weak or there's a whole lamb up there. I'm ready. Puts it down, and it was, uh, it was nice. Uh, it was just like... Like, it was a small lamb. Like, they found a baby lamb. And, and then they cut that. They just, like, slivered, like, a little piece of the baby lamb. And then they put a little piece of lamb on, like, a bed of, like, clovers. Like, you ever get those clovers in your meal? You're like, do I eat these or do I put them on the side? What do I do with it? I don't know if you're supposed to eat. Is this the salad? Is it lettuce? Do you not eat this? Um, and, and then there was, like, uh, it, was, it was like that on a clover, on a mash, I don't want to say mashed potatoes because it was not plural. It was like one small mashed potato, but like, like those little ones, like the baby cherry tomato mashed potatoes, and like, bam, and he's like, enjoy. And I'm like, is this, is this it? Like, is there, I'm, you guys aren't going to bring anything else out? He's like, are you full? I'm like, I'm, I'm at, where's the closest Sonic? Like, I'm going to have to leave here from this very nice French restaurant and go. And they put it down at the table across, the guy, my, the pastor across from me, who is my height, but he's about 300 pounds. And we both look at each other. And we look down at this and we look at him. Like, my man, you have to bring about 43 more of these plates out right here. Like, we, we are not, I'm going to go to bed hungry. When I eat, I like to eat till I am Full. Any of y'all like to eat till you're full? I went to Willie's the other day right there. Go in there and get the chicken fried steak, good Lord Jesus. You will eat until you are full. Like the guy kept coming back. If you were a waiter, don't tempt me. If you come back and are like, oh, I couldn't finish it all. I'm like, you step back. Watch this. Okay, I'm going to finish this chicken fried steak. Came back a little while later. He's like, ooh, getting to you, huh? I'm like, do you want to fight me? I'm going to finish this steak and then I'm going to fight you. Okay, don't challenge me on my food eating abilities. I like to eat until I am full. But the reality of most of our lives is we live life like that little French restaurant. 
If I could just get a little, okay, just a little in this area, okay, ooh, mm, that was good. Okay, thank you, Jesus, that was good. And then we go to a different area of our life. Maybe it's your marriage or a relationship or your friendships, and, and maybe they're not great. Maybe you would survey the areas of your life and go, my life is not full, but hey, at least I got like a stick with an apricot on it, like, Ooh, okay, got my friendship, Phil. And, and, then, and then you go to your kids, and maybe your relationship with your kids is not what you want it to be, but at least it's like a little lamb. Like, you know, like, it's not, it's not real bad. It's just like a little lamb. And, mm, okay. And we survive week to week, but we're never really full. How many of you know Jesus came to give you life to the full? And if you can survey your life and it's anything other than full, then we're not doing it the way that he called us to do it. I'll challenge you with this even more. As Christians, we are supposed to pour our lives out, but how can we pour our life out if we're never full? How can we pour our life out? How can we give of ourselves if we're not full ourselves? I want to talk to you today about how to live a full life. Jesus came to give us life to the full. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In that same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven." How many of you know that's the life that we're supposed to live? That when we come in someplace, it changes the place. But we can't ever live a life like that if we're not full ourselves. You ever get around people that are just contagious? You ever get around those people you're like, yo, they are a good time. Like, I want them to be with me. Well, why? Why do you like them? I don't know. They just, they just make everything better. Do you have those people in your life? I've got those people that, that when they show up, it just makes me better. I just feel better. It's... That is the life that Jesus has called us as believers to live. And I think we've got to ask ourselves a question. If we're a believer and we're not that to the world around us, if when we show up it doesn't taste better, it doesn't seem better, it doesn't get brighter, then what area of our lives are we not living full in? Jesus' whole plan of rescuing a hurting and broken world is you and me. It's It's not the pastor. I wish I could preach here and it would save the whole world. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is to put himself inside of you to the full so that when you go out into the world, people can tell how different you are, that people want whatever you have. I'll never forget being 20, I don't know, 23, 24, working on an ambulance in the Air Force and riding with a guy and we start talking and we're just talking, you know, what do you, how'd you grow up? And we're connecting and, and in the military, you're, you're kind of brother first and then everything comes after. So we don't really argue about a lot as far as religion and politics because we're all on the same team. And we would, we would talk and finally we got into a conversation where we said, hey, what, are, what, do you, what religion are you? What do you do? I said, well, I'm a Christian. I said, what are you about you? He said, man, I've never really found something that fits me and Starts telling me how he's a Buddhist and had gotten into some different things. And, man, months and months and months go by. We're riding ambulance together, just hanging out, just enjoying life together. And one day he gets in the car and goes, I got to tell you something. I said, what? He goes, I gave my life to Jesus. I said, well, what do you, like, I mean, we were working 12-hour shifts together. Like, we were having some good conversations. I'm like, when did this happen? Like, how did you? He goes, I, there was something that I realized was different in you. And I told my wife the first time I met you, whatever that guy has, that's what I want. And he said, I've watched you the last six months. I wanted whatever you had, and I realized it was Jesus. How many of you know that is the life that we should be living? That when people get it, it doesn't mean being perfect. It means being full. It doesn't mean always having the answers. It means making everything better. That when you show up, people can tell the atmosphere changes. 
but we can only do it when we live a full life. There are three parts to each and every one of us. Three parts. Okay, I want you to say this with me. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Okay, so the spirit person of you is what will live forever one day. Okay, that is the part, that is the you. That when you look in the mirror, you ever look in the mirror and you're like, who, like you're in there somewhere. You know, do you guys, is that just me? Am I the only weird one that like looks in the mirror and I'm like, God, like you're in there somewhere. Like, and, and on the inside, I feel like I'm, I'm 6'4", but on the inside, I feel like I'm like 6'9", just like, like the rock, chiseled steel. You know, I look at him, I'm just like, God, you on the inside, you're good. Me on the outside, too much of those lamb things, but... Um, there, we are a spirit. That is what will live forever in heaven or in hell. That is what is on the inside of us. You have a soul. Your soul is comprised of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Most of you, maybe you've never heard this, and I know I hadn't heard it until I went through this whole study of this. You, you have a soul. Your soul is what you feel. It's your mind. It's the things that you think. It's your reasoning. It's your will, the things you like or don't like, the things that make you happy or sad. It's why oftentimes when you see people who have deep emotional pain that inflict pain on themselves, they're hurting their body thinking that it's going to release a pain that their soul is feeling. But really, it's two entirely different entities that make us up. And then we live in, obviously, the body, and your body has desires, and you get hungry. And, and when we don't live life to the full, it is always one of those three things that is suffering. Either our body, either our spirit, or our soul. And so I want to walk you through, as your pastor, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you this stuff. I want to show you some very practical ways that you can get close to Jesus in every single area. So that when you go out into the world, people can look at you and say, God, they live a full life. There are areas that all of us can look at and go, man, I wish I was more full in that. I get around, I have other friends that are pastors, and one of them, man, every time I talk to them, I'm just like, I'm challenged. Because I'll go, hey, tell me your daily schedule. Man, get up at 4 in the morning. 4 in the morning? What do you do at 4 in the morning? How many wake up here early like that, 4 in the morning? Like, what do you do? Like, when 11 hits, is it like midnight for y'all? Are you like, like, I don't understand that. Wakes up at 4. He's, I'm like, what do you do? He's like, make some coffee. I'm like, and then? He's like, I go for a run. I'm like, and then? He's like, I go to the gym. I'm like, okay, stop. You're making me feel bad already. I'm like, and then what do you do? Well, I come home. I get the kids up. I'm like, what? And then what do you do with them? He's like, I get them ready for school. I'm like, and then what? I'm like, Take them to school. I'm like, Are, do you have a spouse? Like, what does she do? He's like, I just let her sleep till 8. I'm like, God, you're a way better husband than me, first of all, okay? Second of all, <laughs> you're far more in shape because you're getting up at 4 in the morning. And he walks me through his daily schedule. And I look at it and I realize that he has learned some areas, he's full in some areas that challenge me. And I think that each and every one of us today will be challenged in an area to be more full. There are always three elements of us, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual, that decide how full that we are. And we can take a test to figure out which of those areas we're weak in. Physically, I want to give you some things that help you stay full. Physically, how many of you feel like you are 10 years older than what you actually are? How many of you feel like you're 10 years younger than what you actually are? Okay. Some of y'all raise your hand for both, okay? So I don't know what, you got to cry. I think y'all are the same age. Like you just, you're exactly what you were at if you feel that way. But we have to make sure that our physical bodies are cared for. When you run fast, the life that we live in, the world that we live in, life happens very fast. And it can be very easy to allow our physical bodies to get run down. When you look at the pace that we run at compared to the pace that people ran at 30 years ago, we are running far harder and far faster for far longer. And we've got to find a way to make sure that we're healthy physically. How do you do it? Hey, let me ask you this. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping at night? Because physically, if you are feeling drained physically, you've got to make sure that you are sleeping at night. You've got to make sure that you're eating well during the day. 
I just started a thing where I got this little app, and I'm like, count my, it tells you, you put in food. You're like, okay, what did you eat? I'm like, chicken fried steak from Willie's. And then after it shames me, it's like, that was 7,000 calories. I'm like, 7,000 calories? I'm like, how many do I get a day? They're like 2,000. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I just ate for the week. So I've got to make sure that what I'm eating is proportionate to how much I'm working out and what I'm doing and the heavier load you're carrying. When you look at a football player who's working out every day and playing these games, how do you know they eat a little different than we eat? Because what they are carrying is heavier. What they are doing is more. They're putting out more, so they've got to be bringing in more. But oftentimes, we don't bring in enough to measure out what we're putting out. So I challenge you, are you eating well? Are you sleeping well? 20% of people say that the quality of their sleep is, not, is good. Only 20% of people say the quality of their sleep is good. Think of that, 20% of people would say, man, I sleep great throughout the night. That means 80% of us, the, the rest of us, are having some trouble sleeping at night. Most of Americans say if they slept an extra 60 to 90 minutes a night, their life would be better, they would feel healthier, and they would feel safer. I don't know about y'all, but like, that, that's me. I'm writing this message, and I'm going, I've got to go to bed earlier. Because I like to get in bed, okay? I turn on ESPN. She'll fall asleep. I'm watching ESPN. I like to fall asleep to ESPN. Am I the only guy in here that likes to fall asleep to ESPN? I like to wake up at 2 in the morning and find out, like, what happened in the game. You know, I like to catch it, like, the fourth time. Like, after Scott Van Pelt, after, like, when it's rerunning again, you wake up, you're like, oh, yeah, I already saw these highlights. This is good. Like, I love that. I love, but it's not healthy for me. I've got to be able to shut off, and I've got to be able to take my phone and go, hey, you know what, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, whatever it is for you, I've got to put this down, and I've got to give my body time to rest. Because if I can't rest my physical body, I'll never be full for the people around me. You won't be full for your children. You won't be full for your spouse. You won't be full for your work. You won't be... We've got to make sure that physically we are tending to ourselves so that we can live a full life. Are you exercising? Listen, I am with you. I hate exercising. There is no one in this room that hates working out as much as me. I promise, okay? Like, I, there is no amount of talking I could do to tell you how much I hate working out. I worked out for four years every day in the military. And when I got out, I looked at my wife and said, I'm done. I'm never working out again. And that worked great until like five years later when I was like, oh, God, I feel horrible. I should probably walk around the house or something every now and then. And like, I hate working out. Thank God he made me tall. Lord, okay, if I was like four inches shorter, it would not be good. But you have to force yourself to go, to go work out, to walk, to take care of your body. Let me tell you, husbands and wives, one of the best things me and Alex do is walk together. Walk together once a week, twice a week. Go walking together. Because when you're walking together, not only are you exercising, but you're getting to open up and share your heart and tend to what we'll talk about next, which is your emotional person. Your emotions. Number two is your emotional person. We've got to be full emotionally. Now, there's two types of people emotionally, all of it. All of us fall into the, one of these two categories. Either we get emotionally full by spending time with people. How many of you, that's you, you spend time with people, it's awesome, you feel full, you feel rejuvenated. And how many of you, the other side, you need isolation to feel full? You, is that, okay, you like to be alone. Like, and, and for some reason, God thinks it's funny to always put us with the opposite. So me, I need people to be refreshed. Like, when I feel my worst, I'm like, call everyone we know over. Just let them stand in the room with me. It just fills me up, changes something inside of me. I get happy. It does something to my spirit. I'm just like, like I could be so depressed. All my friends walk in the house, I'm like, this is it. I feel like somebody just jumped me with a battery, and I'm ready to go. I can take on the world. Okay, I love people. 
My wife is the exact opposite. When she gets tired, she'll look at me and go, if you let one more person come in this house this week, okay, you will be living in this house alone. I'm like, oh, okay, don't leave me alone, okay, don't leave me. I need people. All of us are one of the two. What fills you up? Ask yourself, what is it that fills you up? What things, when you do them, you feel refreshed? Somebody asked me a while back, probably three years ago, a guy, I was running hard and just doing a lot and not stopping, and a guy asked me, he said, hey, what do you enjoy doing? Like, what things do you like? And I was like, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, I go to work, and like, I like, I like working, like, and, well, like, what else do you do? And like, I don't, I don't know, I, I couldn't remember what I even liked doing because I had been running at such a high pace, and I had been giving myself so much to other people that I had forgot to do the things that fill me up. And if I can't be full, and if you can't be full, the world around us can never have the, the, the joy of us pouring out our lives to them. The world around us needs for us to pour out our life, but if we can't be full people, if we can't find ways to refresh ourselves, then we will never be able to pour ourselves out to the world around us. I believe that the whole point of us being Christians, of us doing this Christian life, is so that when we go into other arenas, when you go to work and show up, people go, thank God, Christian's here. Thank God John's here. Thank God, thank God they showed up. They make life better. Walk up in there, walk into work with it. You have, how many of y'all, oh, we don't have them here. It's not even a, I can't even do this example because it's not even a good example. I was going to say Krispy Kreme. You ever get those hot Krispy Kremes, like red light Krispy Kreme? Like I don't even have to be hungry if I drive by Krispy Kreme and the light's on. I'm like, turn, turn in here. What are we doing? I'm like, the light was on. It's mandatory. I don't know. It's not the same. We have Shipley's, which are good donuts. Don't get offended. They're good donuts. Not Krispy Kreme, okay? And um, they're, they're good. They're good. It's just different. It's just different. It's like northern people. They're good. They're nice. You know, they're nice. Nice people. Got good hearts. They're just from the north. And um, walk up and work with a tray of donuts. Hey, I just want to love one of you guys. Hey, I just want to. Because when we show up, people should feel better about themselves. People should feel like their life gets more full because we're pouring our life out into them. What things fill you up? It's why we do small groups. It is why we do small groups, because you get to sit around with other people and go, hey, here's my life. Here's what's happening. Here's the areas I'm winning, and here's the areas I'm losing in. And you know what makes you feel really good about your life? When you hear that other people are winning and losing in the same areas. That when you go, God, man, I've just been a horrible husband, and someone goes, me too, and you hear their story, you're like, for sure, you're way worse than me, okay? So I feel great about myself now. It helps to have people that can look at you and go, hey, man, I'm, I'm failing in that area, too. I mess up, too. Or I'm doing good in this area. Let me help you. But this area, man, I suck in. Can you help me? When we do life with others, it fills us up emotionally. It gives us someone to rely upon. It gives us someone to go, hey, when you're down, I'm going to pick you up. And when I'm down, you can pick me up. The whole point of small groups is finding people that we can pour ourselves out into and that they can pour themselves into us. It's one of the ways that we fill ourselves up. And then number three, and obviously the most importantly, is spiritually. Spiritually. Your spiritual man is far more important than I think any of us realize. There are times where physically I am great. Emotionally I am great. And I can still feel horrible. And when I start to look at why do I feel this way, it's because my spiritual man is depleted or not tended to. How many of you know your spiritual person, just like your physical person, has to eat? It's why it's so important for you to read the Bible or to spend time praying, to connect with God. Because when you do that, you allow your spirit man to fill himself up. 
And I don't know about you, but if I only ate once a week, I would probably, it'd probably be good for me to be honest, but I probably would not be that healthy. I would probably be tired a lot. When life got hard, the days I had to do more, I probably would feel exhausted real quick. And there's some of us that spiritually you've been feeling exhausted. You've been going, God, why is this happening? Or why do I feel, I just feel like I can't get it. Or I just feel like it's different for everyone else. And I feel like, and if you could look at your spiritual man and he could talk, he would go, please feed me. I'm starving. I'm like a little anorexic spirit in here. Like, just give me food. And when we begin to realize how we feed the spirit man, it's why the Bible says this is every word of God feeds your spirit. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What was he saying? He's saying your spirit man has to eat, and the way that you eat is by filling yourself up with this. I encourage you, you can get the Bible app. It can read to you. No, one, no other generation has had an easier time to spend God, spend time with God than us. Our Bibles will read to us. Your devotions will read to you. If you have a commute, put on that Bible app and press play on the one-year Bible. And it will read you through for about 10 minutes of Scripture. You'll finish and you'll go, God, I feel full. I feel spiritually full. I feel connected to God. I encourage you the times where, where maybe you're going throughout the day and you have a God thought. Maybe, maybe you're not someone that has the time to pray all throughout the day or you have certain prayer times. But I'll tell you what I started doing when I first got into ministry and I was learning how to pray. Anytime I had a God thought, you know those times that happen when you're going through the day and you have eternity flash across your mind and you just think about heaven or you think about someone you've lost or you think about some kind of God thought. Every time I would stop and it was a trigger to me to stop and just go, Jesus, I just want to stop and tell you I love you. I just want to stop and tell you you're awesome. I just want to stop and tell you I'm thankful. I'm so grateful for everything you've done in my life. I just love you. No reason. I don't need anything. I just want to tell you that I love you and I'm thankful. And I started doing that multiple times a day. And what it began to do is begin to feed my spirit, man. It began to grow him. And the more time I spent with Jesus, the more I loved spending time with Jesus. I didn't realize what it meant to really spend time with Jesus until I learned how to spend time with Jesus. And then I loved it. I used to see people that would pray. And I'm, how much do you pray? They like, pray two hours a day. I'm like, about what? Like, what do you pray for two hours about? It's like a long time to be praying. Until I started spending time with Jesus and realized when I learned how to do it right, it filled me up like nothing else filled me up. Because there is a very real spirit on the inside of each and every one of us that is longing to connect with God. But we've got to be able to spend time with him. Are you reading your Bible? The, the, the one-year Bible is a great Bible. If you have the app, you go in there, click one-year Bible, and it breaks it down. It'll give you like a piece of Proverbs, um, some of Psalms, something from the Old Testament, something from the New Testament. And it helps you read through the whole Bible in one year. If you just do it every day, you'll read through the entire Bible in one year. I encourage you, take a chance. Step out and do it. Change up what you're doing in your spiritual life. When you spend time with God, how you do it. Maybe wake up in the morning and spend 10 minutes like we've talked about. God, I just want to spend 10 I'm going to read a Proverbs. I'm going to read something out of the New Testament. I'm going to connect with you. We live in a world where there are so many opportunities that God has made endless opportunities for us to connect with him. My new favorite one is they just came out with a translation of the Bible called the Passion Translation, TPT. If you've never read it and you are trying to get into reading the Bible, I encourage you to read it. It is the easiest Bible you'll ever read. It's, they've made it so practical and so today, I could read it forever. And I'm like, this is, I've never been this excited about reading the Bible since I got saved. There are countless ways that we can connect with God, but we've got to feed our spirit person. Two, are you, are you praying? Are you spending that time? What does prayer look like? And we've talked about this a couple months ago. We did a message about it. For those of you that weren't here, you can go check it out. A lot of us, if we're honest with ourselves, would say we don't know how to pray. 
and, and that's normal. Most people are not born knowing how to pray. We pray when things are bad. We pray when we're about to take a test. You know, you ever, y'all, are y'all the test takers like that? Everyone would start taking their test. I'm still down here. I'm like, oh, please, Jesus, just if you will put it in my brain, I will put it on the paper, okay? Just, I read a story. I kind of got, like, this kind of messed me up. I read a story when I was in like eighth grade. Ben Carson, you know, he ran for president last year, Dr. Ben Carson. He was, it was his life story, his autobiography. And I'm reading it, and he says, I uh, there was a test. He's like, something had happened. His brother had died or something crazy, and he didn't have time to study for this test. And he said, I went to sleep studying. And he said, in my sleep, an angel appeared to me and gave me the answers to the test. And he said, I went in the next morning and made like 100. I had, had all the answers. He said, it was like he just put it inside of my head. He showed me the test. From eighth grade until I was in college, I prayed for that gift. Turns out it doesn't happen that often, Okay. <laughs> Did not happen to me, but I tried real hard. I was praying hard for it. But we've got to spend time with God. We've got to connect with him more than just in times of crisis, more than just when life gets difficult, more than these times. We've got to make sure that we're connecting with God because here's the truth about this thing called Christianity. What you put in is what comes out. So if it's not working, if you feel like you can't get it, if it feels like it's just not there, you're not putting it in enough. What you put in is what will come out. And if you stopped feeding yourself, wouldn't it be crazy to go, why do I feel hungry? I just feel hungry and tired and lethargic. And, and, and any of your friends that knew would look at you and go, why don't you eat something? Like Just eat anything. Eat some food. Spiritually, it is the same way. We've got to make sure that what we are eating is filling us up. Because if we can't be full, we can never fill others. This whole message is about filling ourselves so that we can pour ourselves out in the world around us. The local church truly is the hope of the world. Your job should be better because you're there. Your friendship should be better because you're there. You're, when, you, when you show up at work or when you show up at home or you're, when you go out with your friends and you're, you show up into a circle, they should go, thank God that they're here because life gets better when you show up. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's probably areas that when we show up are not better. There's probably areas of us that we look at and go, man, I'm not full. Psalms 23, I love this. This is one of my favorite verses. Everybody knows Psalms 23. How many of you have prayed Psalms 23? Prayed it when you were a kid? Prayed it when you were in the military? Prayed it when... I love Psalms 23. Because what this is, is a picture of a full life. This is Jesus' desire for each and every one of us. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. By the way, this is the Passion Translation. This is what I love about it. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. How many of you know that sounds like a full life? 
That is a life that in every area he's going, God, when I am close to you, you restore me. You do things in me that nothing else does, God. You lead me beside the still waters. And he covers, I could break it down for you, each and every one of those things, that we've got to have time where we're beside still waters. You've got to find time to refresh and revive yourself. Your soul has to be healthy for those around you. Your physical body has to be healthy for those around you. And your spirit has to be healthy so that you can pour yourselves out. I love, as we close, the whole idea, because God, how God works, is very counterintuitive. You know, God is very counterintuitive in some of the things. In order to live, you have to die. In order to be full, you have to give. There's some things that when you start to look through this become very intellectually counterintuitive to what would be normal. But it's because God enacted the greatest plan of refreshing us and the world around us that anyone ever could have come up with. Proverbs 11:25. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will also be refreshed. Okay, so what is he saying? He's saying, how do I refresh myself? You ever get to those moments where you go, God, I am dead. I need, I need to be refreshed. I feel empty. I feel exhausted. I feel tired. I, feel, I just need to be refreshed, God. God goes, I got the greatest plan in order to do that. Because those who refresh will be refreshed. So he goes, instead of just making it about you, when you give of yourself to those around you, it is what refreshes you. Why is that? Why is it that when we give to ourselves, when we give to others, ourself is refreshed. Acts 20, 35. I've left you an example of how you should serve and take care of those who are weak. For we must always cherish the words of our Lord Jesus, who taught giving brings a far greater blessing than receiving. Why did he do it this way? Because this is the only way that we can be full and reach a hurting world. That when we give, we actually receive. That when we pour out, we actually fill up. So when we are empty in an area, when we want to be filled in an area, when we need to get more in an area, God goes, why don't you pour yourself out in an area? And watch that as you pour yourself out, I will fill you up. This is not about just being full because anything that is full can get stagnant quick. I'm from South Louisiana. You fill up a pool with water and don't do anything to it and go out there 24 hours later, there will be more mosquitoes out there than you could ever imagine. There will be every creature that can crawl or live in water in your pool. Why? Because you don't want stagnant water. Even if it's full, it's not good. When we are full, it's not enough to just be full. We can be full and not good. We have to be constantly being refreshed. And the way that we do that is by pouring ourselves out so that he can fill us back up. Pouring ourselves out so that he can fill us back up. Serving our family, serving our friends, loving those people around us, giving to those that we work with, giving to those that need, so that when we do that, we can then be refreshed again. What does it look like when your life's healthy? That's a question for you. Each of us got to answer, what does my life look like healthy? I don't know what it looks like, but I can tell you what it tastes like. I can tell you what it feels like. I can tell you what it smells like. You ever take a Coke, one of those fresh Cokes? Okay, real quick, who has the best Coke? Everybody know who has the best Coke, correct? Waterburger, I wish. McDonald's has the best Coke, okay? You even ask Siri. Ask Siri who has the best Coke. She'll tell you, McDonald's. They do something different. I read a whole article on it. It is good. I don't even like McDonald's, but their Cokes are on a different level. You get one of those good McDonald's Cokes, okay? You take that home, put it in the fridge. I'm going to drink that tomorrow. What happens? You come back tomorrow. It is not a good Coke anymore. It doesn't taste like the Coke you got from the fountain. It doesn't smell like the Coke you got from the fountain. 
It doesn't fill you up like the Coke you got from the fountain. Because when it sits, it loses what makes it awesome. And just like that, each and every one of us, when we just sit with what we have, we lose the thing that refreshes us. We lose the pizzazz that makes us different than the world around us. We stop becoming the salt and light of the world, and we end up becoming stale. God did not design this thing just to fill us up. He designed it to fill us up so that we'd pour out, to fill us up so that we'd pour out, to fill us up so that we'd pour out. And when life is lived that way, you don't just live a full life, but the world around you lives a full life. If you're here today and you just go, Christian, man, that's, that's, if I surveyed my life, if I was honest with myself, Christian, my life's not full in some areas. My life, when I look around it, could be far more full than what it is. And maybe you're stale emotionally. Maybe you just go, man, I haven't, I haven't emotionally filled myself up. I haven't taken time for me. I haven't just stopped and enjoyed the serenity of life so that I could be refreshed by God himself. Maybe it's your spirit, man, that, that you go, Christian, i got to spend more time with God. I have, to, I have to stop throughout my day and go, Jesus, I just want you to know I love you. I just want you to know I need you. I need you to refresh me. I need you to fill me. Maybe it's your physical body that you just go, God, Christian, I just feel bad. And I know i got to start taking care of myself. Because the truth is, all of us hope to be here for a long time. You start having kids, you go, man, I want to be healthy for my kids. I want to be healthy for my family. I want to make sure that I can still play and throw the football with them when they get older. And they're not going, Dad, come out here. And I'm like, wheel me out here, please. We've got to take care of ourselves so that we can pour ourselves out to the world around us. Because look at me, the world needs you. The world needs you. How is this world going to get better? How is this chaos going to get better? How is it going to be fixed? How is there going to be peace? How are people just going to love each other again? When the church decides to start being the answer, when the church decides to start standing up and doing what Jesus created the church for, it's not the government's job to fix it. It's not the hospital's job to fix it. It's not society's job to fix it. It is the church's job to be the salt and the light of the world around us. And it happens when we fill ourselves up and then pour ourselves out. Fill ourselves up and pour ourselves out. Would you bow your heads with me today? Today, all of us are one of those two places. Either we're filling ourselves up and pouring ourselves out, or maybe you look at yourself and you go, Christian, I need to be filled up so that I can pour myself out. I don't want to just be full for me. I don't want this life, I don't want to go through this life and it just be about me. I want to live life to the full so that I can pour it out upon those around me. So that my relationships get better, my family gets better, my friends get better, my job gets better. And that when I die, people can go, God, they made life so much more full. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for two different groups of people today. There's those of you that maybe you just go, Christian, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I'm saved. But I feel empty. I need to be filled up. I need to be refreshed. I need God to pour himself out on me. If that's you and you just say, Christian, would you pray for me to be refreshed, just to be filled up? Would you raise your hand for me? Amen. 
And then there's those of you that maybe you're here today and you're going, Christian, it's awesome what you're talking about. But I don't even know what having a full soul looks like. I've never, I've never, my spirit man has never come alive. I've never had that moment where I was born again, where I became a follower of Jesus. But today I want to start that. I want to live a full life. With every head bowed, every eye closed, this is between you and Jesus alone. If that's you and you say, Christian, today, I want to make that decision. I want my spirit man to come to life. I want to become a follower of Jesus today. If that's you, would you raise your hand for me? Amen. You can put your hands down. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you can pray this prayer after me. You can say it under your breath. You can say it out loud. You can say it in your heart. As long as you mean it is what matters. Just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came from heaven to earth to save me, to pay the ultimate price for my sin so that I could live a life of freedom, so that I could live a full life, overflowing, abundant. Today, I choose to follow you, Jesus. I choose to have life to the full. I accept the sacrifice that you made to pay my sin bill. And today I commit to not only follow you, but to make a difference in the world around me. Now, Jesus, I pray for every other person here that raised their hand that needed to be refreshed. If that's you, I just want you to open your hands. I just want you to open your hands and allow God to fill you up. Jesus, I pray for every single person who that was them, they needed to be refreshed. God, I ask that you would come in and that you would refresh them, that you would pour yourself out upon them, that their spirit man would be filled to the max, that their, that their soul would be filled, emotionally they would be full, that physically there would be a health that comes to their body and bones, and that as they live life, they would pour themselves out, and as they refresh others, they would also be refreshed, that as they give themselves away, that you would give yourself to them, and that everything they do, God, would make the life of theirs and those around them better. That when they die, people would say they lived a full life, overflowing, abundant life that comes only from you, Jesus. I pray that you would fill us up, let your rain refresh us, and let us be people that change the world around us. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hey, would you give a hand to those that just made the greatest decision of their lives? Amen. Amen. We love you guys so much. Thanks so much for being here today. I know there's a lot of great places you could be. We're so grateful that you chose to worship with us this morning. Uh, next week, we're going to be on part two of this, and we've got a great series planned out for you. I encourage you come and learn how God wants you to live life to the full. No one likes to be less than full, especially me. Hey, if you came prepared to worship with your giving, we've got three ways that you can do that today. You can go online to valleyrise.com, click the giving, valleyrisechurch.com, click the giving link. You can give in an offering envelope or you can text valleyrise in the amount to 77296. You guys are such a generous church and we're so thankful. None of this happens without you. If, if you've never heard me say this, I say it every Sunday. I'll never ask you to give anything. The Bible says that every man should decide in his own heart what the Lord would have him give. And so what we say is, hey, you ask God, and whatever God puts on your heart, we trust that he will take care of us. 
You guys are awesome. We're so excited going into this season. We're going to be doing some really cool stuff. Ladies, any of y'all like Black Friday shopping? Any Black Friday shoppers? None of you guys. We're going to give away free money to you guys, so I guess not. I mean, no. <laughs> She's like, please, yes, Jesus. Um, no, we're going to do some really cool stuff, and it's hunting season, men. We're going to be doing some, some, some hunting stuff for guys. If you're like me, I know y'all look at me and go, do you really hunt in those jeans? I do, okay? Not in these jeans, but... Um, Just so y'all know, so you can be proud of your pastor, I'm spending a week next week in Montana with one of the duck commanders. Me, him, and two other pastors are going to hunt together for a week in Montana. Um, and, and when I did, they said, hey, you can't, um, you can't wear skinny jeans under waders. And I was like, I'm from Louisiana. I didn't always wear these jeans, okay? Um, but I, I, I love hunting. We're going to be doing a bunch of cool hunting stuff going into hunting season. And so excited about that. Hey, we're going to pray, and we'll let you guys get out of here. Dear God, thank you so much for every person here. Thank you for every gift and every giver, God. This doesn't happen without people that believe in your dream. God, we're so thankful for the church that you're building, the faces that show up, the lives, the stories of life change, stories of relationships, God, and loss that are found. God, we love you so much, and we're so grateful that we get to be a part of your story. I pray that you would bless every person here, God. I pray that you would make your face to shine upon them, that everything they set their hand to, seeking first the kingdom of God, you that would thrive and flourish, God, that you would bless it. Pray that they'd be blessed and they're going in and they're coming out, God, and that you would make your face to be with them all this week. Let them be full this week. Let this be a week of fullness in them, God, that as you shine upon them, everything in their life changes. Bless them, keep them, watch over them, protect them in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram using at Valley Rise Church. We hope you enjoy today's message and we'll see you soon.